episode 234 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill and only Jill. Adam is back from um, BEA. He was there for um, in New York, but he's still playing catch up. So I said I would take over the podcast for today. <laughs> okay. So, um, no, actually what I'm going to do is offer some of my favorite Overdrive and Libby tips and tricks for getting the most out of your um, libraries overdrive collection so i i actually used overdrive before i started working at overdrive um i'm pretty sure my cover letter i even put i was an overdrive fangirl so uh <laughs> overdrive is pretty magical to me and i just wanted to offer some of the ways that i utilize it and you know maybe these are things you know maybe they're things you don't um you know if you have your own tips for getting um, the most out of the collection or how you use Overdrive app and all that fun stuff, of course, feel free to share with us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. And don't forget to visit our website, professionalbooknerds.com. I think I got all that right. Adam's not here to correct me if I got anything wrong. So hopefully, hopefully that's all correct. <laughs> I'm like sitting here thinking, did I do the email correctly? It's professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, just in case I got it wrong the first time. Okay, now, as a disclaimer, um, before I get into the nitty gritty, some of this stuff is going to come down to your library policies. So a lot of the stuff, um, individual libraries set their own policies, you know, so if you're only allowed to check out five books or have five books checked out at a time or... If you can only put 10 items on hold, that is all library policy. That's nothing Overdrive can fix for you. That's the individual thing that each library has set. Along with that, if your library doesn't have a book that you want, that is also a library thing. It just means they didn't purchase it. Chances are it's in the Overdrive um, shopping system. Your library just hasn't purchased that book. But there are ways to fix that, which I will get into. All right. So my first tip, download Libby. Do you have Libby? If you don't have Libby, you should have Libby. Libby is our one-tap reading app. She is magical. Um, I'm going to say magical a lot because I think Overdrive in general is magical. But Libby is our one-tap reading app. I find her so much more easier and intuitive to use. Um, I've been using the Overdrive app for a while. And then shortly after I started here, um, Libby had uh it was opened for like an internal beta thing and i haven't used the overdrive app in you know almost three years uh i just use libby so if you don't have libby download libby i will say that there are some things that you know she's still a work in progress and so there are certain things that we're still working on not all the features are available on libby but you can get them through the overdrive site um some of the things i'm gonna talk about in a minute so first download Libby. Second, again, this is going to be library and state policy based. My other tip, get multiple library cards if you you can. Um, Here in Ohio, uh, Ohio residents can get library cards to any Ohio library. So I have, I think, four library cards um, from libraries just in the Cleveland area because we have multiple systems and then, you know, some cities are part of their own thing. So um, that's a handy little tip. Because, <laughs> again, every library is going to have different um, collections, right? So 
I will just sort of cycle through if there's a book I'm looking for and I will just sort of cycle through all of the cards. Um, if it's a really popular one, I'm like, okay, who has the shortest wait list? Or if it's sometimes it's a book that library four has, but library one doesn't. So I just sort of just keep searching through all of them until I find the book. And if they don't have it, then I will go recommend it. I'll get to that in a minute. So, um, Yes, if you have the ability, and again, this is going to be very dependent on where you live, but if you can get multiple cards, do that. And then you have so many books available to you on OverDrive. And it's super easy to add all of them um, to your account on OverDrive or on Libby, and you can just go back and forth between each collection and find the books that you're looking for. Okay, so I talked about recommending books. And... This is a feature that some libraries will set up. Yours may or may not. You will know if if you are on the OverDrive site and you are looking for a book and they don't have it. There will be a little thing at the bottom that says, um, you know, can't find what you're looking for. Um, You can recommend it and there will be a list of books and you can click and say recommend. And that sends a notification to the library that somebody recommended that the library purchase this book. Um libraries, you know, purchase books in different ways and a lot of it comes down to reviews, you know, if book is positively reviewed, but they also want to know that their patrons will read it. So if enough people recommend the book, they realize people want to read it and they will buy it. So if your library has the recommend feature activated, recommend books. There's probably a limit on how many you can recommend in a certain period of time. Maybe it's one a day. Maybe it's, you know, three per week, whatever. Again, that's a policy thing. But recommend those books. The best part about recommending and my favorite part. Sorry if I just got a little out there. My favorite part about recommending is that you will be placed on the hold list if the book is purchased. So, because, again, another disclaimer. (laughs) It's a lot of disclaimers right now. But um, there's no guarantee that they will actually buy the book. However, if they do buy the book, you will automatically be placed on the holds list. And the best part is... You're going to be already ahead of all those people who haven't, um, who didn't put it on hold because it wasn't part of the collection yet, right? So you're, it, like, I, this is how I end up number one on holds for books that, you know, haven't come out yet. Because when we do, so like when Adam and I do our, um, our monthly book list, our roundup of the books we're looking forward to, and I, um, pick my books and some in and if there's ones I'm really really interested in I will go to the library site and see if they have it and if they have it I'll put it on hold if they don't have it I'll recommend it and that's how I end up number one on a lot of hold lists is because I recommend the book and then the book gets purchased um so recommend books if you can there's no guarantee they'll buy but it's a good way to let your library know what kind of books you are interested in because a lot of libraries, you know, they want to make sure the books will be read and that people are interested before they purchase. So recommend. Okay. So you have your Overdrive app, your Libby app, whatever. You've got your cars. You've got your recommended list. Um, now we get to start reading and checking out books. So my other thing, and and I, I don't know how much I've talked about this um, on the podcast I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually talked about this. So here's my problem. It's a good problem, but going back to that, that whole 
library policy thing about how many books you can have checked out and how many books you can have on hold. Um, the libraries here in the Cleveland area are very generous. Uh, one of them, we can have 50 books checked out at one time. Well, 50 items. So that's ebooks, audiobooks, um, uh, videos, you know, 50 items checked out at one time on our Overdrive account. Um, 50 is a lot. <laughs> and then we can also have like 100 items on hold. It might even be more. I think it's there's actually the one libraries we can have like 999 items on hold i don't even think i'm kidding about that either i forgot to check um before i started recording recording uh but yeah so that's a lot of books and um yeah 999 holds at one of the library systems here that's a lot so one of my favorite things to do is you know, you put all these books on hold, right? And then inevitably, you'll go a month without any of them coming in. And then you have like five come in at once. And I can't read all of those in that time. You know, I'm fast reader, but I'm not that fast. Or maybe, you know, a book comes in and I'm just like, I'm really not in the mood to read this book right now. If it's like some big bestseller, though, I feel like I have to because... If I send it back, then I have to go back on the holds list and wait again, and then I have no control over when it comes in. So here's a fun little tip I actually learned from an old coworker. In your OverDrive account, if you go to your holds list when you're um, in OverDrive, you can suspend holds. And what this means is you basically tell the system, I want to keep this book on hold, but I don't want to check it out when it becomes available. And so what happens is you just kind of hang out on the holds list for however long you set it. You can set it for a week. You know, I, you know, if you're going on vacation, you're like, I don't want to worry about any of these books or missing them or something like that. Um, or if you know you're busy, you can't read any of the books if they're coming in or whatever. So you can um, suspend holds like seven days, a month. I do for six months at a time. And what happens is... All these books I have on hold, all 999, just kidding, I've never come anywhere close to that, but I have them suspended for six months at a time, and I I slowly move up the holds list, keep going up as people read them, and then once I get to number one, I just stay there, and then um, people can kind of jump around me, so you know, number two gets it next, number three gets it next, and I just stay at number one. I'm just sort of like floating there at the top of the holds list. And then when I've decided that I'm ready to read the book, I have the time, I'm in the mood for this particular story, I can unsuspend the hold, and then I'm right there at number one on the holds list. I still have to wait for the normal process to go in where the next book becomes available, but I can control when I get it a little bit more than I do if I just sort of wait at random. So that's super helpful. This is especially helpful, you know, for people who maybe you can put a lot of books on hold, but you can't have them all checked out at the same time. And so if you are at your limit of five books or whatever, and you know that there's a book that's going to be, you know, you're going to be moving up soon, you can suspend it and then just sort of keep an eye on it. And then when you're ready, um, you can uh, read it. So that's what I do. I do a lot of suspending holds. All of my books... I have suspend hold. 
and I do for six months at a time and then just I just sort of go through every once in a while I'm like I need something to read I'm like where am I in all of these lists and um I make available what I want to read it's pretty handy suspend holds you just have to remember <laughs> there were some and I, like you have to remember to go back in and kind of pay attention because I apparently forgot to change some of them and so all of a sudden I had a whole bunch of holds come in <laughs> and so now I'm like hmm, when do I um when do I have time to read these I don't so suspend holds that's my big trick um you know of course, not everyone, again, has that luxury because they have a limited number of books they can put on hold and they actually want to have books on hold that they know they'll read as soon as they become available. And they don't want to just have books sitting there that are maybe, they feel like it's taking up space, which is totally fair. So the other thing you can do is have a wish list. And this is where you, um, if you have a book and you're like, you know what, I want to read that one day. I don't want to put it on hold. And... I don't, you know, like I can't check it out right now because it's checked out. So I'm going to, you put it on a, a wish list and it, um, the system sort of remembers it and then you can go in and check and it'll tell you when it's available. So if you go to your, um, overdrive wish list, you'll see which books are available to check out and which are not. And maybe then you decide to put it on hold or maybe it's available. This is helpful, you know, for those bestsellers that you don't want to read right away and you know are going to be on hold forever put it on your wish list, you know, maybe six months down the road, you go look and you're like, oh, it's available to check out. That actually happens. Sometimes you just get really lucky with the wish list stuff. That's what I did before I heard my coworker talk about suspending holds. So the wish list is super helpful because, you know, if you're like, I really need a book to read, you just go into the wish list. You're like, what's available? And these are already books you know you want to read. You just sort of pick from there. What's next on my list? Okay. So that's suspend holds wish list. Um, talked about RTL. Oh, night mode. Okay. So I, um, struggle with insomnia. (laughs) This is actually a really easy thing, but you can change the, um, what the screen looks like. Like you can with so many apps out there, but I read primarily on night mode. I started it because of my insomnia, either because I would be awake really late or I would wake up at four in the morning or, I wake up at five in the morning, which is actually my sort of normal time, five or six. But I don't want to get out of bed yet. Um, so I read on night mode, but I also don't want to disturb um, my fiance. So night mode is great because it keeps the screen, you know, dark. There's no none of that blue light emitting, which is also helpful if you have sleep issues. And now I just read everything on night mode. I have all of my, like, my Twitter app. You know, it started as a thing just to do at night, obviously, but I just keep it during the day all the time I read on night mode because this black screen is just so much better, personally for me, not having all that bright white light um, in my eyes. You can't see the really weird hand gesture I'm making right now where I'm, like, pretending there's light. This is... (laughs) Oh, God, this is, like, Jill awkward. I'm going to probably have to have Adam edit this because I'm going to be like, I don't want to listen to myself. I'm going to sound so silly on everything. So night mode. But seriously, though, I, I I keep all of my apps on night mode all the time now. Everything that I can get night mode on. Um, all right. Last thing I have, and again, this is something that um, has come up before, but I just want to sort of explain how it works a little bit. And this is audiobooks and listening to audiobooks at a faster speed. This is my other big trick, along with suspending holds, it's audiobooks. So, you have to work your way up. 
<laughs> is all I will say, right? And if you have Libby, you can get it down really incrementally to how fast or slow. If you want to listen to it slower, you can do that too. But Libby really allows you to get incremental on how fast or slow you want to listen to something. And it's a great way to build yourself up to faster speeds. So I, you know, I listen, on average, I listen to books, audiobooks at probably about 1.75 faster speed than normal. Depending on how slow the narrator is, I can actually get up to two. I think some of them have even gotten up above two because they're just the normal pace of the audiobook reader is too slow for my ears. So speeding things up makes me get through books faster, um, but you have to work your way up to it. Which brings me to another thing on my list that I forgot about that I did not write down but actually works really well, which is sampling. You can sample ebooks as well, but I, I highly recommend sampling audiobooks on Overdrive before you check it out because there's, you know, certain narrators I just don't like. So for me, it's really important if I'm, if I'm interested in an audiobook, unless it's an audiobook narrator I know that I love, like Bonnie Turpin. Bonnie, please come on our podcast. I will talk to you about everything because your audiobook narration is the best. But if it's not Bonnie Turpin and I have to sort of test drive all the audiobook narrators, I can sample it on Overdrive without ever actually checking it out. Because it's, you know, it can be a little frustrating. You're like, oh, great, this is on audiobook. And then you check it out. And then you go to listen to it. And you're like, oh, I don't really like this narrator. <laughs> and then you have to return it. And it's this whole thing. So if you sample, you can sample on Overdrive. Um, sampling lets you listen to a snippet of the audiobook. So you know if you're going to like the narrator or the style of writing. You can, Again, you can sample ebooks, but I usually don't. I just find... Um, it's more important for me to sample the audiobooks. So sampling audiobooks is another tip that I forgot about. And, you know, it tells me, like, if I'm listening, it doesn't tell me. If, it, if I'm listening, I can hear how fast or slow the narrator is, what their voice is, the pace, all that fun stuff. So definitely sample any of your Overdrive um, titles you are interested in before checking it out. Um, and work your way up on the audiobooks. I think those are all of my tips and tricks. Again, some of these you may know. You may be like, I've heard all these before, and that's okay. But for other people, perhaps you found something you didn't know was possible um, to do on Overdrive. And if so, then my job here is done. Uh, so I think that's that's everything. Again, um, you know, find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. Email us professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and visit our website at professionalbooknerds.com. We have our Viber group. If you have not joined our Viber um, chat group, you should. There's a lot of good discussions about various books happening. Um, We have recommendations. Adam posted a lot from BEA. I had an author interview. I asked in advance if anyone had any questions. So, you know, you can Get fun stuff like that. So it's just a fun little book community. Um, you can find the information and the link on our website, professionalbooknerds.com. 
download Libby if you don't. If you're one of our library friends, I'm going to be at ALA in two weeks. So be sure to stop by the Overdrive booth and say hello. I'll be there. Um, I think that's everything, you guys. So, yeah. All right. Um, well, that's all of my tips and tricks for getting the most out of your Overdrive experience. If you have any others, please feel free to share them. Maybe we'll put them on a, you know, another podcast in the future with some of your um, tips for overdrive and ways you use it to maximize your reading experience. But I think that's everything. So enjoy your Thursday and um, thanks for listening. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave.